And then uh, later that night, I was looking at my trip, and I was going through the detailed itinerary for each day. And it's like, and today we'll go to the top of Trolltunga. It starts off with a six-kilometer bike ride. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a hike. That sounds like how the Via Ferrata started off. And then it's a steep uphill hike to a Via Ferrata. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) fuck. So, guess I'm doing this now. (laughs) So, you're doing it two, two days? So, no, so it's, I'm not, I, I didn't sign up for that day off. It was, I was trying to find something to do for that day off. Oh, but okay, okay. The, the add-on, the Sunset Sunrise Via Ferrata add-on that it was, was instead of climbing or hiking, or instead of doing it the day that the whole group does, you can do an addition, you can pay extra and you climb it the afternoon before the group's going to hike up. And you climb it that okay. afternoon. You get to the top for the sunset over that troll's tongue that sticks out over the valley. Yeah. And then you camp in a glass dome tent. They feed you dinner. They have oh. a glass dome tent, so you're sleeping under the stars. And then you wake up for the sunrise over the troll's tongue. So no matter what, you're climbing those metal things, right? <sighs> it does say that if you do need to opt out and just do the hike, you can. And they'll put you with another group or something. But so there's another that, way to get up there. There's yeah. The originally oh, okay. I thought it was the hike because it, it's a like I think it's a twenty eight kilometer hike, so fourteen k each way. Yeah. Um. And I thought so. I thought we were doing because I thought it was like be prepared. It said like be be prepared for a full day of hiking. Uh-huh. Well, eight hundred fifty feet of it is not a hike. Eight hundred fifty <laughs> feet is climbing a fucking ladder. <laughs> <laughs> So, in other words, read the fine print before you pay a shit ton of money to do something. (laughs) A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And, uh... The other Jake is in Kentucky, um, probably picking some more barrels. <laughs> Rough life. Uh, so we're down one tonight. Um, what, what did you guys talk about last week since I missed it? Did, was half of the episode just you guys talking about how your name is the exact same and then yeah. a lot of Jake jokes? Yeah, so. there's a lot of Jake jokes. Um, Jake came out swinging against you in like the first Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. I'm not here, so he, he, can't, he can't fight back. So take someone down when he can't fight back. Yeah, last week. I'll take the high road. I will take that, <laughs> that course of action, my friend. Um, yeah, last week was Lux Row, uh, the three barrel picks, um, which you'd actually probably like the Rebel, uh, which is their weeded. I've had the Rebel before. Okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I'm not typically a fan of weeded's, um, as we do one tonight. But uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm gonna disagree with that heavily. Well, I I enjoy them. Um, it's not like my my go to typically, but no, because last time you were down here and I gave you blind a Weller twelve, you about well Weller twelve is really good. Hands. Well, it's a weeded bourbon. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, I should rephrase. They're uh, <laughs> between rye bourbon and weeded bourbon. Weeded bourbon would probably be my third favorite. 
All right. Normally, I'd pick a regular bourbon over a weeded. Gotcha. I mean, this is going to be. So my, what you're saying is, what you're saying is you, you don't like whiskey. wheat. You don't like wheat. <laughs> For so you. all weeded whiskey is bad. So this, this is a reverse. <laughs> Dan hates rye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Such a so fickle. <laughs> God. All right. So speaking of weeded bourbons, tonight we are drinking Green Rivers weeded bourbon, um, which just came to Illinois. Um, Gold Eagle, I believe, was one of the first stores to get it in stock, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, a few weeks ago, they had a Green River Masterclass um, where I believe they only had the bourbon, the weeded bourbon, and uh, cast strength bourbon. Yep. Um, but it was a lot of, like, tasting experience type things. Mm-hmm. Um which I unfortunately wasn't able to go, um, but it looked awesome. Um, and uh, Jake and I are actually working on getting recordings of the master classes up on YouTube so people can watch those. And Green River is one of them. Um, I actually just finished editing it tonight. So <laughs> hopefully soon uh, those will all get put up. So nice. now yeah, I'm putting myself on a timeline. So <laughs> I didn't know that you didn't go. Um, I was talking to Julia yesterday and she was there and said it was crazy because there was like a dark chocolate that they had with the weeded bourbon. And she said it made it taste phenomenal. And they did the same dark chocolate with their normal bourbon, and it was completely different flavor profile. So hmm. just how the things that you eat can greatly affect the way you're perceiving the taste of the whiskey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we've both experienced that um, just in like drinking something after we have dinner, and then. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, we go. It had something d- totally different for dinner, and then it's like, "Whoa, this is not what I <laughs> remember." Yeah, and like and the the March tip. Dramness uh, was a good example. <laughs> yeah, where whatever what was I can't remember what it was, but one night it was like, uh, uh, it was one polar was, opposite. One night it was like, blueberry muffin. I think I remember, and I forget the other night was. Yeah, the other night was like Sour Patch Kids or something. Like, yeah, pretty pretty starkly different <laughs> for for a beginner note uh just fyi chips and salsa and then drinking whiskey is not the greatest thing especially yeah, spicy not a salsa. Great idea. <laughs> that, that'll completely change the flavor of it <laughs> i well, myself uh, had some general sow's chicken tonight oh so i'm gonna have so a little spicy. bit of spice <laughs> but not too bad all right well let's talk about green river um so, Green I, well, River. so I did a lot of research on Green River, Jake. I'm not sure if you're aware I'm of this sure since I'm did. a research guy. Uh, I know they started in the 1800s, and then they basically got burnt to the ground by a fire, and then they weren't around forever, and now they're back. That is correct. God, see, why do you, why do you even <laughs> need to yell at me for not doing research? <laughs> so Green River Distilling Co. was founded in 1885. That's a um, long time ago. They won uh, Best of Show at the Paris Exposition in 1900 um, and a grand prize in 1905 at an exposition in Belgium. Um, So they were actually pretty well-known and sought-after brand um, in their time. 
Um, they're DSPKY10, so that's the 10th license issued by the state of Kentucky. So uh, they're pretty much an OG. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in the early 1900s, I couldn't find exactly when, but uh, there was a really bad fire. Um, and then Prohibition basically nailed the coffin shut on Green River. Um, and then uh, I want to say shortly before 2020, uh, the brand was resurrected and they started distilling their own yeah. product. Um, I don't believe they've ever sourced. Um, at least I've never <laughs> heard that they did. Um, so everything that's coming out of there is entirely theirs. Um, and I believe this is saying that they, um, were producing and, or started selling in 2022, which I thought it was a little bit older than that. And I thought it was 2020, but yeah, could hmm. be wrong. So their normal mash bill is 70% corn, 21% winter rye, and 9% malted barley. Um, and that's two and six row barley for Dan. Um, which you there's different different enzymes that break down things <laughs> differently. Um, that one's different pretty am- good. Different amylases, Jake. Yeah. I don't know if that's the plural of amylase, but I'm going to say amylases <laughs> sounds right. Amylai, maybe. Um, the regular bourbon's excellent. I highly recommend it. It's like only 35 bucks, so it's like really easy, no-brainer purchase. Um, it should be fairly available now. Um I, know, I believe Gold Eagle still has some, and I think I've seen it at other places. Um, so it should be popping up more and more regularly now that they're distributing to Illinois. Yeah, and my my I didn't know much about Green River originally, and before we went to Kentucky last year, because um, last year um, when I was going down, one of the girls that works at Whiskey Acres had just been down to Kentucky and said, Hey, if you can find some green river for me, bring it back. You can only get it in Kentucky right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the first, and she, before I went down, I got a, she let me try some and it was good. Um, I got her, her bottle. Um, and that was my first kind of run in with it. And then, yeah, it hasn't been in the state of Illinois until recently, um, and I had never tried their weeded or anything else. I know they also have a cast strength. They had that at Gold Eagle for tasting that night, but it still isn't in for sale. Yep. Uh, I did, when I was real quickly skimming through to find any information, uh, I did find out, and I just looked at the bottle, and they've changed something on the back of the bottle. On the back of the bottle, it says, was celebrated for quality and became known as the Whiskey Without Regrets. And that's what's on the back of their bottle. It's my kind of whiskey. But if you look on their website, in 1885, it said their slogan was Green River, the whiskey without a headache. <laughs> so I love how they have that on their website, but then they change it on their bottle, and I don't know why. <laughs> Probably because it's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can still make that claim, though. It's that you can still say this has become this became known as the whiskey. Hey, Jake, I've gotten headaches from whiskey, and I've done things that I've regretted with whiskey. So I think both things are, are factual statements. It's not like you can say one and not say the other because I know there's mutually been a lot exclusive. Of yeah, because <laughs> I, I know not just me, but I know other people have done things where they drank whiskey and they've had regrets as well. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> I like, regret the night me, you, and Jake drank till like two in the morning after a podcast at your place. Yeah, and I didn't that, even have to work the next day. That wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but so, if um, the bottle is a unique shape bottle, so it's not a round or anything, it's a horseshoe yeah. shape. So it's flat in the front. It's even got a little horseshoe on the bottom, and that's ovular. Is that how you describe the back? Basically, Ob- oblong. I oblong. Guess. It's kind of a semicircle, but it's yeah, a I horseshoe. Mean, just shape. think of a horseshoe and then just make <laughs> it long and tall. Yeah, and that's what the bottle looks like. Um, so I do like the shape of the bottle. Yeah, they're it's out cool. Of, they're out of Owensboro, Kentucky, and Owensboro is pretty far west. Yeah, it's it's in like that western uh, little squiggle part of the state. The nipple. The nipple of Kentucky. <laughs> That's not the right descriptor. But <laughs> <laughs> if that's what gets you to remember. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is what the, the weed here is a 90 proof. It is a sour mash. So, as we talked about the March Dramness and Sour Patch Kids, I'm sure we're going to get some Sour Patch Kids out of this. Um, I, other than that, I know what they're, they have their own distillery, but they've been contracting through Bardstown. Was that correct? Yeah. Cause they had, they had Green River. Oh, so they are sourcing. Okay. Well, they weren't sourcing. They were contract distilling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Contract distilling. Um, Cause I remember they had the bottles at Bardstown, I believe. Yes, they did. Um, You're right. So I, I believe Bardstown's been doing it until they get their stuff up. So it says, mm-hmm. what, in 2016, it's, the distillery opens for production, begins laying down whiskey for barrel aging. So some of this could be their own stuff because the age statement on the weeded is four to six years. I believe it's the same for their bourbon. Okay. Um, so we could be seeing some of their stuff. I mean, if it's six year old, it's not theirs. Probably. Um, it's probably blend of the Bardstown contract is still in their own, but, um, yeah. So on their website, it was the distillery opens for production in 2016. And in 2020 history comes full circle with the support of JW McCullough's great grandson. So JW McCullough was the original okay. uh, founder of it. Green River Distilling Co. returns to its original name and begins its next chapter. So 2020 is when it started getting the Green River label back on it. Ah, okay. So that's according to their website. So I can do research, too. There you go. Look at me. You're better at it than I am. I know. That's that's surprising. (laughs) I don't know why I laughed at that. So the the weeded is 90 proof. Uh, Its smash bill is 70% Kentucky-grown corn. 21% 21% wheat and 9% malted six row barley. Malted six row. So the nose is, I'm getting it's 
nothing crazy jumping out. I'm not getting any like fruit or dark chocolate or anything. I get like a little hint of like orange peel, but not, not very heavy. I'm getting more of the barrel than anything else. More of the Oak. Yeah. A lot of like Oak vanilla, Oak vanilla, maybe a touch of leather. A little bit of like cereal kind of like regular Cheerios, maybe. Regular Cheerios? Who even not, eats those? Not Honey Nut. Who even eats regular Cheerios? <laughs> like at that point, just eat the cardboard box that it came in because it tastes the exact same. <laughs> A very smooth, easy finish. Um, kind of, I mean, which is typical of a weeded. Yeah, right? you don't the the rye. When you use a rye, you get more of a spice into it. When you're using weeded, you don't get that rye spice out of it. Yeah, there's like no spice on this at all. Um, first sip was pretty pretty good. I mean, it's only ninety proof, so it's not really burning at all. No, um, it's pretty uh, solid flavor though for such a low proof. Yeah, um, which is a bit surprising. I mean, I would. I'm trying to think. Like, it. I'm thinking like a direct competitor for this would just be Maker's Mark. Um. Yeah, I. This is a little bit better. Well, this is much better than the standard Maker's. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like in my opinion, the standard Maker's. Um, gets overshadowed by like ethanol and it just really yeah. blows your palate out. This is very, um, very ethanol light and a lot of the oak definitely comes through. Mm-hmm. On the second sip, I did get a big, uh, that like bready wheat note, um, you know, really came through. Um, but like a, a lot of the, I'm not finding that a lot of the typical bourbon flavor notes are there, um, which is a little surprising. Yeah, it's and I think the, it's been forever since I've just had just normal makers. I always thought uh, makers had a little bit of that chemical solventy flavor on it too, mm-hmm. which just does not have at all. Um, I don't get to, it's not a it's not a complex bourbon. It's just a easy. Drinking every day, watch Netflix at home style yeah. bourbon. Miss you, Roberto. Uh, it's. I, I feel bad because it sounds like I'm saying like the way I'm just trying to describe it makes it sound like I don't like it. I do, um, but it's just nothing. Nothing's really is- jumping out. This is actually how I prefer weeded bourbon to taste for me, um, where it's uh, sometimes to me, weeded bourbons, um, they like cover up flavor a lot um, and like really and like make it too like flat um, where this has like enough complexity for a 90 proof bourbon that it's 
still pretty enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. But the wheat doesn't um, like ruin the overall like flavor profile, in my opinion, um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I do think it would probably be a tad better if it was higher proof. Like if it was a like bottled in bond or something, I think it might be. Yeah, it's it's missing a little. I mean, it's it's. I'm pouring myself more, so it's that bad that I have to drink more of it. <laughs> Darn. Um, I, I I agree. Which we were all higher proof whiskey guys. Um, I could use if it's if it's gonna if it's not gonna have a lot of complexity. I'd rather have, I'd like to have some punch. Like I want someone to reach out and grab me a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not like if I'm drinking a whiskey, I either want it to just be like, okay. So we said, well, they're 12, obviously it's highly sought after, but that's, that just has all of the normal Oak vanilla, uh, flavor. It's, and it does those flavors extremely, extremely well. And it makes it super easy to drink and you can just keep drinking it. Um, and if it's not something like that, then I want something that has, you know, some different notes in it that can keep me enjoying it a little bit more. This is kind of in between those two realms though. It's not just that it's not, I mean, it's not bad by any means. It's just doesn't have anything special about it. And actually, I'm, I'm actually starting to get, a little bit of a spice note on the finish. Now that I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I was no spice last time. I am going to quarter, do a, little, a third of the way through. I'm going to do a little, not blind, but another fresh crack. Uh, the mouthfeel on it's pretty good. We're going to compare it versus the Weller, the Weller, the big bottle, but not not the good Weller. No, just the regular special. Well, all Weller's good. So go screw yourself for saying that. <laughs> Man, I, I worked out before we did this because I have to do that rock climbing and just picking up a heavier bottle. <laughs> I can feel it right now. Um, so I I will say while you do your taste test, I will say that I I think this Green River would actually hold up well as an old fashioned because um, it does have enough enough um, flavor depth there that it. I don't think the, you know, eventual dilution would like, you know, destroy that flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for thirty five bucks, would uh, you know, that's a great price for an old fashioned uh, yeah. whiskey. If you're, you know, yeah, getting a little it's... tired of it, neat. Just off the nose. It smell like. The Weller is more estery, so it has some more of that green apple note to it. It's got a little more fruit forward note where you're not getting any of that fruitiness out of the Green River. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like they they have a completely different nose on them, like night and day difference. Not saying one's better than the other. I like I like the nose on. I really like the nose on the Green River. Um, Do you know how old Special Reserve is supposed to be? I thought it was always four. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was always like 46. Well, no, I thought a lot of their stuff was six. I thought almost like a lot of the Buffalo Trace stuff was always around six, but I could be wrong. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's, that's interesting. There's way less on the pallet with special reserve. Um, just taking these two side by side, the special reserve almost is more like a Coors Light, where it's not too much on the pallet, which yeah, has always been that way. That's that's kind of what I remembered. Um, the biggest difference is the finish on the special reserve. I mean, the pallet, you get a little bit of that fruitiness. The finish sits there a little bit longer. Um, okay. Special reserves, they're around the same proof, right? Yeah. You should 90 be. proof. They're both 90 proof. Yeah. Um, and that's probably because it's got some more ester in the, or some more ester profile in the weller. And that's why you're smelling the fruitiness and getting the green apple. And that's a little bit higher ester content is going to stick with you in the, in the finish a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're completely different. Um, but if you're trying, if you're looking, if you're a weeded fan, I'm like my, I think we've talked about it a lot. My favorite style of bourbon is weeded. Yeah. Um, I, I love all the Wellers. Maker's Mark is what got me started into whiskey. Um, the, obviously when we did the old elk, the, I love their weeded, but I really love their double wheat. Um, I would say for me, like the old elk said, or they they called their weeded the Weller killer. I don't like, I mean, we've talked about it. I don't think it kills Weller. I think it's hard to say that you're a Weller killer when your weeded bourbon is more than two times expensive than <laughs> Weller Special Reserve. Um, but I wouldn't put the Green River in the same class as those two. Um uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I think um, I think it's more punching in the same weight class as as, as some of the makers. Uh, it's been a while. I, had I, I think the special reserve is a good like head to head on it. Yeah, they're about the same price. Yeah, um, there's exact same proof. Um, well, we don't know the mash bill on the on the Weller, but still, yeah, we do. It's the Buffalo Trace we did mash bill. What do you mean? <laughs> It's probably, you know, in the same realm of wheat content. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be like upwards of 50%. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I've, I've drank it a decent amount when I've been at, like if I've been at a bar or something that doesn't have a lot of whiskey, I'll get a Maker's 46. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever bought a bottle of 46, but I'd say the Green River and the 46 would probably be pretty good comparison. The 46 has a French oak finish i believe yeah right? it's got a french oak stave in it it's yeah. not a finish i think it's just the yeah that's the staves right. is uh, or a couple of staves are but it's yeah if, if you're a weeded fan and like more the maker style then the green river weeded would be right up your alley um mm-hmm. if you're more of the weller old elk side of things then i would stay on that side versus the, the green river uh, yeah, it's not yeah. that it's not good, but they're just completely different flavor profiles. Yeah, the the um, special reserve I feel like is more on the side of like the wheat overtaking everything, or at least 
mellowing everything so heavily that it's just yeah. kind of, um, I don't want to call it like one note, but it's much more um, like flat. Like I think uh, on, we, on the palette, Weller does not have much. Yeah. The Green River has more flavor. And okay, this would be the best way to describe it for me is uh, remember like, what was it a long time ago when Bud Light and Miller Light were head to head and Miller Light was always uh, more taste, less mm-hmm. filling. Which I will agree, Miller Lite has more taste than Bud Light, but I didn't like that taste. <laughs> so more of it wasn't a good thing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's that I don't like this taste. Um, on the palate, you definitely get more flavors on the Green River than you do the Weller. Uh, I prefer the nose and the finish, though, on the Weller. Okay. If that makes any type of sense to anybody anywhere, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm not a cunning linguist, Jake. No, you're not. (laughs) I was always the guy that sounded smarter when I wrote papers because back before chat GPT, I would do the highlight, right-click, and thesaurus it in Microsoft Word. (laughs) Because I don't know all the fancy words, but Microsoft thesaurus thesaurus does, so you just use those and you sound way smarter than what you actually are. (laughs) Like that that's how I easily got through high school and college. And most of my life, all of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, it, it's I, the historic distilleries are always the coolest ones to me. Yeah. Like when you're talking about a distillery that has roots back to the 1800s, pepper with roots back to the 1700s, it's what on their website, 1918 is in the fire. Okay. Ignited. Um, there's prohibition through the 30s, 1936. The property is sold to the Kentucky Sour Mash Distilling Company. The company goes bankrupt shortly after. And then 39, a group of Medley family members band together to purchase facility and Medley Distilling Company for the next 70 years. The distillery will change hands a few times <laughs> until 2014. A company purchased it. And a guy, Ron Call, was a master distiller of over 40 years at Jim Beam. Branded at the Florida Caribbean Distillers. Interesting. I'm not I'm not old, a geography person either. <laughs> but I don't think the tit of Kentucky is close <laughs> to Florida Caribbean, was but he, I could be wrong. Was he trying to make rum in Kentucky? Oh. Bronson Jacob Calls brought on to oversee extensive renovation in 2014, and then the story opened 2016, and then Jacob gave the torch to his son, Jacob. God, so many Jakes. Yeah. They're so annoying. You know, the more I drink this, the more I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's... The the finish grows the more and more you have. Yeah. Um it's it's developing more and more of a spice. Um I can't really put my finger on exactly what it is. It's not quite like black pepper. Maybe like pink peppercorn or something, where it's like a little bit more like fruit note, but it's got a little bit of that 
spice, um, which is can sometimes happen with wheat. Um, yeah, the finish kind of sticks around for a while for being the, such low proof. The one thing I'm noticing with the Green River, it does have... Remember when we started this and we said we weren't going to be snobby and use snobby words? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use one. <laughs> it's... It's the Green River has a higher tannin content, um, and think of like your dry wines. The easiest way to tell that yes. is the easy way to tell a tannin content in wine or whiskey or any of that stuff is if once you, once it gets on your tongue, does it draw the moisture to the sides of your tongue? And mm-hmm. That's what it's doing. It's got a lot of that to it. Come and I just checked back on the weather. It does not have that. Um, but that's one of those snooty words that I decided to use that I said I would never use. But at the same time, I wasn't working as a dis- as distilling alcohol at that time either. So, well, it's not a snooty word. That's just an actual <laughs> educated observation. <laughs> Every once um, in a while, we can seem like we know what we talk. We're talking about, you know. That's not the charm of this show. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's hey these guys are idiots and they're drinking whiskey and trying to talk about it like they know something. That's yeah. that's more our style. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're out kicking our coverage here sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. What do you what final thoughts? Final thoughts on the Green River. I I enjoy it. Um, in terms of weeded, it's not going to be towards my top of weeded's. Um, and you're starting to see more and more weeded bourbons come out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I know they have their normal bourbon. Um, I just don't, their weeded doesn't stand out to me compared to the other wheats that I like. Um, for that reason, I probably won't buy another bottle. I'm not upset that I bought, excuse me. I'm not upset that I bought this bottle. Um, it's just, it doesn't. It doesn't have that gravitas where I want to come back to it that often. Um, I think that's fair. But it's 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 not that's not saying anything bad about it. That's just my opinions on it. Yeah. Um, but I really like their bourbon. They're non they're non weeded bourbon. Yeah, I would agree. Um, their regular bourbon is fantastic. Um, I would probably recommend that over the weeded. Um, however, um, I do think the weeded has its merits. Um, I think it is different enough from the regular bourbon that if you're looking for something in the $35 range that will soon be regularly obtainable, <laughs> it yeah. is a wheat. Uh, it's definitely a good alternative to the Buffalo Trace weeded line, or um, you don't want to pay the like eighty bucks for the old elk weeded. You know, yeah. Um, I think it's a great alternative. And and I I mean that's a great point. Is it seems like that thirty five dollar price range is diminishing quickly yeah. because so much stuff that comes out is in that forty five to sixty five dollar range and then a lot a lot of the other stuff that comes out anymore is even higher than that um for value for the 35 dollars and if you can find it which i know they're getting bigger distribution out there 
Um, so you should be able to find it more, and you'll probably be able to find it more than Weller Special Reserve for a while. Yeah. So right for, now, for a while. I mean, the problem is going. I think the problem that's going to happen with Green River is now that Buffalo Trace has doubled their production. Five, six years, you're going to start seeing way, way more of the special reserves and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think at that point, it's going to be really hard for them to compete at that point. Um, just because the special reserve is already $10 cheaper than it. Um, but again, there's some people, like you said, there. If, if, if everything, if you like whiskey and it has to uh, really, really, if, if the most important thing is the way it is in the palate, special reserve isn't going to be that whiskey for you. It's Green River would be a better option. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I think now it's, it's a really good value. I think it'll do well in the market. Uh, my, my concern is, if Buffalo Trace starts having some of their stuff more readily available. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment. Um, but you know, like to me, this is kind of what I want in a 90 proof whiskey where there's enough flavor that it's not like drinking lightly flavored water. Um, and it can hold up in a cocktail, which mm -hmm. you know, we, I did mention, um, which is for me, like $35 whiskey is like all day cocktail yeah. material. So if you're gonna, you know, if, if you like a weeded old fashioned, this is like a, a really great option. Um, yeah. especially because like we said, the makers can sometimes, uh, <laughs> have a little bit too much yeah. of that ethanol and yeah. it kind of ruins the cocktail vibe um, where this, I think would, I think I'm going to make a, a cocktail with this this weekend and, and test it out. Um, but I, I'm fairly certain that this will make a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, if you want to make a better cocktail and you're normally used to using makers, this would be a better option without, yeah. without a doubt. Um, I think if you're normally used to drinking Makers neat or on the rocks, this would be a better option um, and not too far off in price. So, um, yeah, that's a good market for it. So, yeah, I think uh, it's a good buy if you like weeded bourbons and you can't find the ones that you really like. Um, so I I'd recommend it. Um, I would recommend the regular bourbon first, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm not. I'm not trying. I think it's going to come across that I didn't like it, and I did. Um, it's not like I, I've I've had whiskeys that I've drank where I'm like, this isn't good. Um, but this is this is just kind of in the middle for me. Yeah, I, I I'd categorize it as like a just good. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like there's nothing. I I will say I do appreciate that there's nothing offensive about it. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's that 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 makes it sound bad too. It's not that it's it, it's it's no it, to mean, me it's a little like, that's, that's what you because know, like sometimes in this in that price range, like 35 and under, um, yeah. 
you know, like there might be some like decent flavors in there, but then there's like some weird thing going on that, you yeah. know, quite, you know, it's not all there. You know? There's some funk to it. There's, there's a little bit of funk in it. But like, this is a nice, clean, yeah, weeded bourbon. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have any of that weird shit going on. <laughs> yeah. And it won't give you headaches or regrets. Yeah, so which is the most you can ask out of a whiskey is not to have a headache or regrets from drinking. Right, it. right. <laughs> it's I, I love the whiskey without regrets because that reminds me to a long time ago when I was living in an apartment complex. I had some friends over and he brought some beer over, and he just poured some in a glass. He's like, "Hey, what do you think of this beer?" And I tried it, and I'm like, "You know, it's not half bad." And he started laughing. He pulled the can out, and it was a Wisconsin brewery. I think it might have been Capital Brewing, and it was Supper Club beer. <laughs> and it said on the can, "It's not that bad." <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> Great marketing by them. It's, I said it wasn't half bad. They said it's not that bad. So yeah, fantastic. You know, I, I think it's the same thing. It's whiskey without regrets. <laughs> you won't regret spending thirty-five dollars on this. And I think that's. Probably the best thing. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, other than that. Yeah. What's, uh, what's coming up on, we don't have anything scheduled anymore. So we, we don't, (laughs) I am, we got to find a date. One thing we're working on and I'm hoping it's sooner rather than later is I want to get, uh, basically kind of my boss, the master distiller. Uh, we want to get Rob from Whiskey Acres on. Uh, we got to work out that out with his schedule. He's also down in Kentucky right now. Oh, nice. So him and Jake will probably. I you know, I would almost. Do you know what Jake was going down there? Because he's down there for the Kentucky Distillers Association. has got something going on. Yeah, I, I'm guessing it was for a barrel pick. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. Rob's Rob's down there looking for a few things for me at liquor stores and then picking me up some nice shooter bottles. So he sent me some text today because I'm like, hey, if you're going to be down there, my best shot to get some. I think I had a Larceny shooter that he picked up today. Nice. And something else he picked up for me today, too. So I'm trying to get my cool shooters in line for the vacation coming in July. Um, I do have one of the Willet pot still shooters now. Yeah, Gold Eagle had some, so I picked one yeah. up. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, so I got to start getting the whiskey. I mean, the most important part of my vacation is always what type of whiskey I'm going to take with me. Yeah, do you do you know what you're going to bring? Well, I still have I have one of the Bardstowns when I bought that that pack that they had oh, yeah. for with, like, the Distillate, the Maturate, and then they had a Discovery Infusion. I took the Discovery last year. So I think I have the fusion left. So I have a fusion. Um, I have the Willet. I have um, the Larceny and then something else that Rob picked up. I can't remember what it was. Um, There's something from Heaven Hill. Um, Probably Mellicorn. And then uh, we'll see. I'll probably take a small artisan bottle of Whiskey Acres along too. I mean, I won't do that because it's illegal to take that, I think. So I won't Uh, do that. No, you can take it. Can I? 
You gotta check. I think, it. Is, it, is it only illegal if I don't declare it? Because I'm definitely not going to declare it. Uh, well, it depends on the country. Usually, you're allowed to bring some, like under like a certain number of liters, and like usually right. it's like under three liters or or under one liter, maybe. I don't know. All I know is I come back into the U.S. I have global entry, and no one's going to check me for anything, anyways. So I can no. bring as much back into the countries I want. But there's not many distilleries in Norway. Nah, I wouldn't think so. If they're distilling anything, it's clear. Yeah, it, <laughs> if they're distilling anything, it's glacier water. <laughs> Boy, they still have them. Wah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, Jake, where can people... You know what? I can do... You I can, can do, do that since I did all the work tonight. I can do... You can find <laughs> us on Instagram where we update our Instagram quite oftenly, and that's at Bourbon Matters. You can find us on Facebook at Bourbon Matters as well. You can visit our website that I update now, because I'm a good boy, <laughs> uh, at bourbonmatterspodcast.com. And on that website, you can email us, which is bourbonmatters@gmail.com. At at I knew that. Uh, and then you can also email us through the website or you can donate to us because we're idiots. Yep. Um, that's where you can find more information out about us specifically. Jake, where can people listen to us and watch us? Yeah. So listen to us on, uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, um, et cetera. Um, you can now watch us on Spotify or listen to us. Um, and you can watch us on YouTube. Um, we also have some like other fun stuff on YouTube, like cocktail videos. Um, and like I said, uh, the gold Eagle master classes will be going up, um, which I think that'll be a separate page on YouTube. Um, so we'll get that info out once that's up. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for it. Nice. Well, it was fun to experience a newer old distillery again. Yeah. Um, we will have a nice new topic for everybody next week. And we'll probably, maybe we'll get all three of us back sometime. Yeah. We've just had some schedule mishaps lately. Yeah. I think we're, I think next week should be good. Should be. I don't think my, I think my schedule is back to normal next week too. So. Okay. But, Sweet. Awesome. Well, Oh, you know what I can do since I have two glasses. Oh, beautiful. Real cheers again. <laughs> cheers. Jake. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>